Right at the Fork is brought to you this week by Whole Foods Market. Local summers just taste better. This summer, get local at Whole Foods Market. Visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find your local store. You gotta go outside, go outside, you gotta go outside. Go outside. A little coffee and some breakfast pastries. I love, I love something warm out of the oven. I can do, I can, you know, my problem with breakfast pastries is I have very large eyes and, well, (laughs) unfortunately, (laughs) a large stomach to match, but it's getting smaller. That's the nice thing about um, staying away. A little little less time in Portland, and, uh, but when I'm here, there are certain places I love to go. Yeah. We don't, we don't have a lot of, a lot of breakfast pastry destinations where I live. So I end up baking a lot on the weekend. Well, Whole Foods is nice. They're out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to have to hit them up. But uh, but there is nothing like a little small bakery that's just has the, the smell, you know? Uh, yeah, I know. I know all <laughs> too well. And I have a couple of favorites. One of them that intersected with uh, the soundbite we're doing this morning. Yes. You know, they with Ellen Jackson. With Ellen Jackson, which this is the intro for that, mm-hmm. but um but uh was glad to see that she had the whole week croissant at Baker and Spice, which is by the way one of the nicest places out in Southwest. Yes. Where I am, it's very hard to there aren't a lot of great food opportunities there. So to have that bakery there is great. I love their coffee cake. Legendary. Their, everything there is great. Um, but the whole week croissant, I brought Missy Mackey when I did her radio show, and yeah. she fell in love with those. And before that, I used to go to the Saturday market and grab the pretzel croissants from Fresson Bakery. Those oh, are, I've always wanted to try those. Oh, those God. sound amazing. That was what I had in mind when I went, you know, when I grabbed some, some, pro, some fruit on the way or when I'm there, but always that. But now I have something where, that's closer, too. What is that? Well, that. Oh, the, that. Okay. The uh, Holy Croissant. I have one other thing, but you have a couple, I'm sure. Um, I no? don't. Right, I, I don't. I'm, I'm telling you, it is a void. It is a void. Court, is it not a void? And where you not, it's a void. It's a void. And, and you have a child, so you're not in this neck of the woods no, at breakfast time. No, so like, morning. yeah, banana bread in my pajamas is what's happening for breakfast. My son makes my a great, I love, my oldest son makes a great peach bread now. He just, I just Ooh. had some yesterday. He's into that sort of thing. Yeah. So right at home, I get that. The other thing that has become very dangerous for me is um, because they're open to midnight if i'm within and this was last night too mm-hmm. if i'm within an hour uh, a mile or two of alberta tonali's french crawlers to buy, get go in and grab them fresh out of the oven at 10 or 11 at night eat a eat one or maybe two uh before you get home and then have some for the in the morning so describe what a crawler is because i because uh, i don't think it's something that's well known as a croissant everybody knows what a croissant is but well a crawler is just a donut yeah and it's that kind of wavy kind of thing, very eggy. It's okay. extremely eggy with a little sugar uh, glazed coating on it. Okay. And it's very fried. soft. It's fried. Uh, yes, I yeah. believe it's fried. It's very soft and just pulls apart. There's no, it's, you can just take little pieces because of the way it's yeah. structured. I'm not a baker. So, yeah. you know, for me to describe this, but just awesome and if they if you happen to get them when they're fresh out of the oven i brought them to friends mm-hmm. like who live close by 
and almost missed a flight because it was so good. Yeah. They were so good. And there's one other that I like that I wanted to sh- do a shout out is when I'm in town and lots of times I'll grab a few things to take out to Manzanita the next morning. If I just go by uh, Philippe's Bread and there's always something. First of all, her baguettes are awesome. I love the sesame and the poppy, but the there's always something really beautiful and delicious there mm-hmm. to uh, to grab. Oh, yeah, and the choquettes at St. Honoré. Those are great. Oh, too. yeah. Well, there's always a line at St. Honoré. You're going to have to stop me. You're yeah. gonna have to, and I'll tell you why, because I've had coffee, <laughs> and I had one of those French crullers, so I'm going to keep going. Well, and-, and what's amazing is we have just as long of a list, if not even longer, from Ellen Jackson, who is a wonderful food writer. She's a food stylist. She works a lot with uh, the photographer John Valls, who's a very well-known um, photographer uh, here in Portland. And she's also written several cookbooks. She uh, wrote the Lemon Cookbook, the Chef's Collaborative Cookbook. Um, and then coming soon, she has classic cookies with modern twists and the Portland Farmer's Market Cookbook. So wow, she's, lots, the- she's prolific. She's riding up a storm out there. But she used to work at several of um, Portland's best restaurants. I mean, she was at Wildwood. She helped open Park Kitchen. She uh, worked at Higgins. And wow, she was a pastry all... chef wow. for for a lot of those places. So uh, it's... You one... can't have a better resume for if you're going to go back to no where kidding. you've worked in Portland than right. those three restaurants that you mentioned and there probably more. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of her job was to come in early in the morning like, a, like pastry chefs do and start creating wonderful sweet confections for either the morning or uh, dessert service. And so when we asked her... You know, what What do you got in terms of breakfast pastries? She had quite a lovely list. So in addition to your suggestions, let's listen to Ellen Jackson uh, with her suggestions about where to eat some of Portland's best breakfast pastries. Hi, I'm Ellen Jackson. Thanks so much for asking me to do a soundbite about some of my favorite spots for sweets. I am a food writer and food stylist and a cookbook author but I'm also a former pastry chef, and so people assume that my world still revolves around dessert. And it does to some degree. Um, After working in Portland restaurants for 12 years, I co-authored the Grand Central Baking Book, and I've just published a book of 50 cookie recipes with variations called Classic Cookies with a Modern Twist. So sugar is still a big part of my world, and I love and appreciate good desserts as much as anyone. But... The sweets that I like to make and like to eat and like to develop recipes for are the ones that you eat in the morning, breakfast pastries. When I worked at Wildwood, we had brunch on Saturdays and Sundays, and I came up with a basket of pastries, and it was one of our most popular items and certainly the one I had the most fun coming up with ideas for. When I worked at Higgins, I often made breakfast treats for the cooks. They would show up at around 7. I got there at 4, And so I had plenty of time to wake up, have some coffee, and get a start on my list for the day. And then when I began to think about breakfast and became hungry, I would put something together for the crew. When I had my wholesale bakery, I had a lot of coffee shop clients, and so I sold a lot of breakfast pastries, muffins and scones, and I also made these orange sour cream donuts. I was small, and they were also small at the time, so Stumptown had an exclusive on these donuts. 
I'd deliver half of them to the original location on Division and take the rest to Belmont. And I never did figure out how many of those donuts they sold because the baristas would be waiting for me to come in and pounce on the donuts. And um, yeah, they, they were pretty good. <laughs> when Scott Dolich and I opened Park Kitchen, we served breakfast. And again, my favorite meal to prepare and to menu plan for. Breakfast wasn't, it didn't last very long, but we had brunch on Saturdays and Sundays, and that went on as long as I was there. And I had, by this time, I had recovered from all the donuts I made for Stumptown, and so I started to make donuts again. I made English muffins and cinnamon sour cream coffee cake, individual babka. So you can see, I, I love all that stuff. But now that I'm not making them for an audience, at least not an audience of more than a couple of people, I like to go out for breakfast pastries. So I thought that I would share a list of the places that I like to go and what I like to eat. The first two stops on my list are bakeries that are owned by women who I consider to be friends and colleagues. And just to sort of tie it all in with my new book, when I ask, both of these women were very generous in offering to develop and share recipes for my book, Classic Cookies with Modern Twists. Um, first stop is Baker and Spice. I got to know Julie Richardson when she had a stand at the PSU Farmer's Market. And for me, a trip to the market wasn't complete without picking up something sweet from the Baker and Spice booth. I loved her hand pies, especially the rhubarb ones. Um, and that's usually what I got at the market. Eventually, Julie left the market and opened her location in Hillsdale, where she remains. And I kept track of her. She made pies that we served at our wedding. And actually, a slice of pie from Julie's is my ultimate perfect breakfast. But I'm also completely crazy for her whole wheat croissant, which has a really generous sprinkle of salty, seedy goodness. Um, buttery and crispy and crackly and oh, it's, it's just such a great balance. If I want something sweet, I usually get the Katie bun, which is also made with croissant dough, but it's sprinkled with brown sugar and cinnamon and golden raisins. It's really chewy and delicious. Check out Julie's recipe for hazelnut mocha cream cookies in my cookie book. Bake Shop on Northeast Sandy Boulevard is our next stop. Kim Boyce owns Bake Shop. She's a pastry chef and a cookbook author who moved to Portland from LA. And um, her bakery is this lovely, unassuming storefront on Sandy, as I said, sandwiched between case study and pitch dark chocolate. And to me, to have a coffee shop on one side and a chocolate shop on the other feels just perfect. Um, inside of the bakery, it's light and spacious. There lots of glass and white tiles and it, it's very European and inviting. There's not much seating so you can sit at the counter and look out the window or you can get a box of pastries, take that home, make some coffee. I like the figgy buckwheat scone. Everybody likes that figgy buckwheat scone. So I'm going to offer another scone in um, the same fun pinwheel format. It's chocolate orange pecan and um, I'm I'm a sucker for the chocolate and orange combination, and she does a really great job with that one. If I want something savory, I'll usually get one of her galettes, which, you know, seasonal vegetables, really wonderful. Um, Kim has a recipe in my book, too, as I mentioned. It's for peanut butter vanilla caramel cookies, and you should definitely check that one out. So now we come to Grand Central Bakery. 
As the co-author of the Grand Central Baking Book, I am, of course, a huge fan of Grand Central and their pastries and all of the food there. So I want to make sure to share my favorite treat from Grand Central. They don't have it as a part of their permanent lineup anymore, but when it reappears, and it does every once in a while, I always order the Irish soda bread. It's not too sweet, it's crunchy, it's moist inside, it's got a craggy top and lots of currants and orange zest and the perfect amount of caraway seeds. Um, fans of Irish soda bread know what I'm talking about. And if you can't wait until it comes back to the bakery, there's a recipe for Irish soda bread in the Grand Central Baking Book. And every bit is good, pretty easy, so check it out for yourself. Let's go across the river to the west side of town. First, we should hit Pearl Bakery. Pearl is located in the Pearl District, of course, and um, it opened in the 90s when the Pearl was pretty much unpopulated and kind of rough around the edges and pretty great. Um, Pearl was among the first really good small artisan bakeries to open that focused on breads and had a small selection of also very good pastries. Um, I've consumed a lot of Fig Anis Panini over the years since they've been around since the very beginning. And um, I like to put a piece of cheese on that and call that, call that my savory choice. But if there is a Jabassier in the case, sign me up for that. Um, Jabassier is a traditional breakfast bread from Provence. It's named for a summit in the mountains of Luberon, Lugibas. And it's made with uh, light yeasted dough that's buttery and pretty similar to brioche. Um, it has a little bit of orange flower water and anise seed and some candied orange peel. And then the whole thing is dunked in granulated sugar, which gives it this really great crunch. Jabassier, I don't see them in the U.S. I, I think that they're not made often. So if you have the opportunity to try this at Pearl, do it. The next stop is related to Pearl Bakery because it's owned by Tim Healy, who was the head baker there at Pearl for nine years before he opened his Little Tea Baker on Southeast Division. He has a location downtown on Union Way that opened a couple of years ago, and I think that I appreciate his savory offerings for breakfast the very most. I love to get the ham and cheese on pretzel bread, um, one side is smeared with butter and the other with Dijon mustard. Sometimes I also like the super, super simple Continental, which is a piece of his um, crunchy, crispy, delicious baguette spread with salted butter and berry jam. And if I'm wanting the sweet option, I will usually get the Couillamont. Um, Couillamont is a, it's a caramelized pastry made with laminated dough, so it's buttery and flaky and the, there's sugar between the layers. Um, it comes from Breton and there are a number of bakeries in town that, that do a couillamont, but I think Tim's is among the best. Also downtown is Maurice. Kristen Murray owns Maurice and she calls it a pastry luncheonette. It's a really charming little space, spare and sparkly white and very French bistro. Um, it feels similar to me in some ways uh, to Bake Shop. It's the perfect backdrop for Kristen's food, which is absolutely gorgeous. Um, she makes these wonderful pastries and, and also serves luncheon. 
Kristen doesn't open until 10, so you will have to put your breakfast pastry sweet tooth on hold until then. But when the doors open, I always get her seasonal anisette brioche roll. She makes it with all sorts of different fruits, fresh seasonal fruits throughout the seasons, but my favorite is the one with sour cherries or with plums. And if I don't order that, which is rare, I'll sometimes have a rosemary currant cream scone. Her, her stuff is marvelous. And last but not least, I have to include what's kind of an oddball, but given my love of donuts, I absolutely can't leave it out. We have a lot of sources of donuts in town these days, and um, that wasn't always the case. And before there were donuts elsewhere, I would go to Annie's. Annie's is on Northeast Sandy and 72nd. It's about 20 blocks up from Bake Shop. They make their donuts fresh throughout the day, they open at 5 a.m., and you can imagine, as a former pastry chef, I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, you should get there early because sometimes they run out. They have the standard selection of donut bakery basics like um, raised glazed donuts, cake donuts, maple bars, Bismarck's, uh, donuts filled with cream, jelly flips, apple fritters. But what I always go for is the buttermilk bar. It's light and fluffy and a little bit flaky, not oily, not too sweet. Um, yeah, that's, that's my go-to at Annie's and no savory options really. Uh, their service is great, it's inexpensive. I don't think I've ever stayed and eaten my donuts there. I usually get some and bring them home and put on a pot of coffee. Um, so I suggest that next time you're up early, or maybe you're not up early, but think about driving to one of these bakeries, getting some treats, and starting your day off right. Thanks for listening. Right the Fork is recorded in the beautiful studios at Alpha Media and expertly sound engineered by Court Johnson and produced by me, Heather Jones. If you want to find us, we are on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. We love ratings and reviews, so thank you to those who have done that, and please, we hope you'll continue to do so. You can find us at portlandfoodanddrink.com and portlandfoodadventures.com, and of course, right at thefork.com, discoverportland.net, and now at foodcartsportland.com. Lots of great places to find us. We're also on Twitter, Food Podcast PDX, and of course, Facebook as well. Also on our website, we now have a donate button. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to see it continue, please donate and thank you so much. Outside, you gotta go outside.